Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problem. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strictly Anonymous or follow me at Cartoon Therapy. If you want to, or if you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe to my show. And if you can write a review, write a review for my show. <laughs> if you want to be on my show, I'm always looking for people to call in. Uh, it's a Colin Advice show where I talk to total strangers about their lives. Uh, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. I also post ads on Craigslist and people respond. And when I post ads, I, I say the same shit in my ad that I say on this intro. It's like I'm looking for people who either have a problem or who have a secret life uh, th- that they want to reveal to people. Um, and that's what I put out there. And this guy responded to me. His name is Joe. And he said he wanted to come on my show. He didn't say much in his email. I didn't know anything about him really going into the call. I was like, you got to explain to me why you're even calling in because <laughs> I had no idea. But it turns out that Joe is an artist and he was like kind of looking for his muse because really the only way he could do his art is if he's in a relationship with a woman and basically the woman who was his muse, his ex-girlfriend who he was with for like a bunch of years, um, had just recently broke up with him and he was down and out. Um, he says he's looking for a muse, but what he probably really wants and probably what's going to happen is, is he just wants that that girl back, his ex-girl. He's really in like a crazy on again, off again relationship. And um, he's an interesting guy. He's an artist, like I said, and I think maybe he's an addict and he has uh, a lot of craziness that he talks about, you know, in his life as well as with his girl. And like I said, basically, I really think like this call is a lot about just a guy who's in a very tumultuous on and off again relationship. And I think, you know, the other sort of factors of like the fact that he's an artist and he's a little bit out of the box and all the crazy things about him. I think it doesn't really matter. I mean, that's the stuff that's like really interesting, but I think the whole sort of story and issue that he has with this on again, 
off-again relationship is a very common one. I think uh, regardless of what you do and who you are, uh, you either have been in one of those kind of relationships or have a friend who is in one of those kind of relationships. And either way, it's painful. It's painful to listen to. It's painful to be involved in it. But I sometimes think that sometimes the people that are involved in it kind of dig it. And that's what I think maybe is Joe's thing. So um, I can't explain more about this episode. You're just going to have to listen to it. So I'm just going to come right back on with Joe. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, Joe. You're on the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on my show. I typically like to get on a call with a total stranger. I mean, that's what my show is all about and not know anything about them or what they're calling about. But normally I have a little bit more information than I have for you. I don't know anything about what what you're calling into my show about. So why don't you just actually start talking and explaining why? Because you answered an ad that I posted on Craigslist looking for guests, right? Yeah. um, Actually... I, I was hoping we could do each other a favor on this by because I'm an artist and um, my back in the '80s I was an I was an art student and due to having a family and everything it sort of just went by the wayside and I hadn't picked it up for over 30 years and now um, I since I divorced I got divorced. Mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend, and for some reason, this girlfriend motivated me to uh, get back into my art. And that's great. Some of the pieces that I've done have been like the best I've ever done in my life. I mean, the first one that I did, and this was straight out the box. I haven't touched paint in over thirty years, and it, it was just incredible. I turned her into a mermaid, by the way, but I'm also working on that same concept. It, it works under UV and, and, uh, regular light. So it's actually two paintings in one. Oh, cool. Um, okay. And that's, it was that what you always did like back in the day in the eighties when you were an artist as well, that kind of like mm-hmm. paintings. Well, I mean, I did a little of everything. I, I, I draw, I, I sculpt, I, Mm-hmm. I, I can do just about anything, any medium, but um, right now I'm uh, just concentrating on acrylics and uh, different lighting effects. I'm working on a, a concept where the same painting could be two or three different paintings depending on the light that's being shown. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I know that you said in your email when you said you were doing some sort of creative project that had some something like, I don't know what the word you use, whether it was sensuality or sexuality or something like along those lines, because you were on Craigslist. I mean, in the personal section, that's where you found my ad, right? So there somehow exactly. like your project ties into that world, right? Exactly. Like I said, and, and I hadn't gotten back into it until I met this girlfriend and well, um, since actually we spoke, we had broken up, and and that's why I was on Craigslist. I'm looking for a muse, uh, someone that can you, that can motivate me 
to create more paintings. Somebody that can I use I'm I'm a stimulation junkie. Mm-hmm. And and I use any type of motivation, like internal, like uh, almost primal in a sense, the the sexual motivation, the stimulation to to. Well, it's like an energy, well. right? It's it is an yeah, energy, exactly. right? Exactly that energy. That that that's a perfect word. Mm-hmm. The, that energy to to put into my paintings. Well, now let me ask you this: Does your are your paintings like nudes, or are they sexual in nature, or? Well, um, lately I've been working on like semi fantasy. For example, I turned my girlfriend into a mermaid. I call it the siren. It actually originated from a poem. Mm-hmm. And then that poem turned into this painting. And then this painting, I'm sure it turned into a story. And now it's, uh, I'm planning on writing a book about it. But in the meantime, my paintings go uh, somewhat of, you take a, a normal, everyday person and you in this painting, it's somewhat of a transformation. It under, I guess, regular light, let's say, it would be a physical re- representation of that person in the normal uh, viewing. Mm-hmm. And then, let's say we turn on a fluorescent light, all of a sudden, there's some type of transformation, and this, let's say, woman uh, happens to now have uh, um Almost like a ghostly aura around her, like it's uh, like a nightgown. Mm-hmm. And then under UV light, now this nightgown is in the forest in the dark, and every all the creatures in in this forest light up. I love that. It's like you just you know the more you get to sort of sit with that that painting, the more you get to know who's in the picture, right? It's kind of like life, if you ask me. Exactly. I love that I whole mean, concept. You, you get different views of this mm-hmm. subject. Yeah, yeah, that's great. From from reality to almost fantasy. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And, and it's using that energy. And since I broke up with my girlfriend, I, I don't have any more energy to, to spend or to, to create. So I'm sort of stuck. I'm halfway through. Well, because you guys here. broke up. You guys broke up is what you said, right? Yeah, we broke up. So I'm How long were you dating? It. Oh, uh, five years on and off. And when you said, you said just before, like, since we spoke, we broke up. Like, what do you mean? Since we spoke, me and you, or you and her? Like, like, how long ago did you guys break up? Uh, About a week or so, a week or two ago. And I think it's about when I answered that that ad. Right, okay. And now let me ask you this. Like, are you just looking for, like, when you say a muse, are you looking for someone to paint? Or, like, your muse for you is, like, somebody that you could actually date, right? Like, do you need to be in a relationship with someone so you could get sort of busy and have sex and have that kind of exchange going on and then you get, you'll be encouraged to paint again? Or are you just looking for somebody to sit for you and you could paint them? Well, to answer that question, it's, all of the above. Mm-hmm. I need intimacy. I need stimulation. I need, and to me, outside of drugs, sex is like the ultimate stimulation you can you can have. Right. And and well, listen. I mean, listen. As when they talk about addicts, right? Like you could be a drug addict, an alcoholic, or a sex addict, right? I mean, like all the things that you could kind of be addicted to. You know, there's a reason for it because it does give you a feeling, right? That maybe you can't get on your own. 
Exactly. I mean, there are artificial means, but mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't, there's no substitute for the real thing. And according to, and, and that's why I was able to actually come out of this in 30 years and just not even miss a beat is because when done with the right purpose and you're true to the game, mm -hmm. I mean, everything lines up perfectly and you can produce. Right, and then so this, now this art I'm comes not, out of you, look, right. Yeah, it's not sort of like the Bachelor type thing where you're looking for... I'm looking for somebody that's actually into the same amount. Because this, this woman that I was... Girlfriend I had, she was a singer, a songwriter, a model, an actress. And, and I mean, she was everything. She's um, one of the most beautiful people inside and out that I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And she, as well, is creative in in another sense. And my perfect world would be somebody that I don't care if they painted or they sang or they played an instrument. That they did what they did, and that energy rubbed off on me. And then I did what I did, or let's say they they played an instrument, and I was just feeding off that energy from the instrument. And then I started painting. And then they fed off of my painting. And then somehow there's an intimate moment. There's a sexual experience. And then everything just explodes. And we just both create and be at the top of our game. Let me ask you this. when Okay, so you said that you were married and, you know, you got married. And then, like, I'm assuming that that energy that, like, say you had with your girlfriend that you're with five years, like, eventually wore off in your relationship with your wife. And you weren't creating when you were with her, right? As well, like you weren't, yeah, it, or yes, were you still doing no, your art? I then? did a little bit. I was teetering off, but in the beginning, yes, I was doing. I was creating. Right, but then but, towards the end, and then you got divorced. How long were you single before no, you actually, got this girl? It was not even after my second child was born. Mm -hmm. The only other thing that I really did was right. um, I actually painted. Um, their, their, uh, the nursery with all every single Disney character you can imagine. Oh, that must have been level. awesome. Mm -hmm. And and this is where the concept of lighting came to mind. And I did it all in fluorescent colors. And when you turned off the light and you turned on the fluorescent light, that whole room lit up and, and the babies just never cried at night. Right. I, it didn't keep them up? <laughs> no, actually, it kept them entertained. Right, right, just, just until enough. they fell asleep, right. Nothing moved or anything. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Was, but it now I've taken that concept, and I'm trying to do, work it into as the light changes. Yeah, no, I love it. I think see. it's like really, yeah, you see other things. But let me ask you this, though, about, so you get divorced from your wife, right? Like, how long before, like, after your divorce, did you meet this girl that you just broke up with? Immediately. So, oh, immediately. How did you meet her? I met her online through a dating app. Okay, so why aren't you on a date? Like, because I was going to say, like, why do you on Craigslist? Or like, why not be, go on a dating app? Or, or are you on a dating app too? Well, Craigslist actually, I was just doing keywords in mm -hmm. in in different areas, and you'd be surprised where you find these keywords at. 
Totally, so, of course. What was the keywords? Listen, I go online. I've been doing my show for three over three years now, and I get all my get a lot of my guests ninety nine percent from Craigslist. And you know, I put in keywords to look for people. I also post ads, you know, and yeah, you can't believe what. Who you could find, what's going on there, you know, and stuff. So, but if you're looking for like a real relationship, right? Because it's not like it's just sex for you that energizes you, because you could just go look at porn, get horny, and then start painting, right? Like it's more than that for you, right? You need no, like to it's be. More. It's, it's of course. Somebody, like, for, for example, I'm looking for someone that would like to sit, that would like to model, that would like to take pictures that would like to help contribute, that would like to collaborate mm-hmm. in every step of the way, including the sex. It leads up to that. Right, but you would also, to get that intimacy that you're also looking for, like, and you want to get to know the person, I mean, like, you're looking for a relationship, right? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah, in, in, in a sense, yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping that it does turn out to be that way. But in, in this sense, it's not going to be accidental. Which, mm-hmm. And when, you know, and through the dating app, it just so happened, you know, I came across this girl and I thought she was cute. I read her profile. And How and, old are you and how old was she? Oh, she she's about five years older than me. I'm 49 now, mm-hmm. but um, she's uh, about five years older than me. Right. And, but you uh, met her a couple. You met her five years ago. Yeah. But right. So, I mean, you could look at her now and you wouldn't believe she's that age. Mm-hmm. She's I mean, the, the girl still looks like a model. I mean, nothing is. The most beautiful woman I've ever seen in person. Let me ask you this. Why did you guys break up? Like, what happened? Oh, a lot of things happened. My mother passed away uh, recently. And the same day that she was buried, uh, my ex-girlfriend's father got hit by a car. Oh, my God. And, And on the same day. And that night I went to the hospital and he held on for like two or three weeks Mm -hmm. and eventually died of his injuries. So, and, you know, we, I mean, we are so much the same that, that it's almost makes us different because we're both stubborn, we're both creative, we're both artistic, we're both uh, Virgos. I mean, our birthdays are two, two days apart. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we just both don't back down and... Neither one of us want to admit that we're right. The other one's right sometimes. But was that plaguing your relationship the whole time or just when like this really sort of tragic 
events like collided with each other and then you both kind of got in in bad place and couldn't sort of make it work together? Or did you always have a tough time with each other because of these similarities? Well, like I said in the beginning, we've been on and off for five years. Oh, I don't remember. Why don't I remember you said that? Oh, you were on and off. We've been on and off for five years. Okay. I mean... We have these breakups, and then we get back together. And so it's very dramatic. Break up again. Yeah, I mean, we're just, and this is why I've, I've never been this um, uh, inspired to, to create, because even we, uh, we can make each other at our best or at our worst. And when we get at our worst, we wind up in a breakup. But when we get at our best, I mean, there is nothing that can stop us. Nothing. Right. But it sounds a little nutty. It just sounds like a little like, listen, when you're attracted to, I'm a recovering addict, right? I haven't, I've been sober for like, I think maybe 14, 15 years at this point. And like, I used to do drama, like that was a thing. And most addicts do that. And I loved being really fucking high on things. Like I like that feeling. I could, I could relate to like that feeling and then the drama and then what that sort of creates but being sober for 15 years like I you know I loathe like I there's nothing about that any of that that's interesting or that feels anything and I feel like I could get to those kind of places like a real euphoric place much better being completely clear-headed right so what's your deal though with like you know having or needing that to be a part of your life to motivate you to be all that you are do you know what I mean like maybe you need to try to figure out how to access that part of you creatively without all that fucking drama because it's great that you had a relationship for five years but like you know at this point in your life listen I'm 48 I'm around your age like I mean do you really want an off again on again relationship like I, I mean do you still really feel off of that kind of like is that what you like or don't you actually no it, i don't i i'm i'm longing for uh uh i'm that's what i think brings us back together is that we know that we can make each other better and we know that and the heart wants what it's what it wants and and for whatever reason it is that we break up, eventually it's forgotten. Not necessarily forgotten because then that just stacks on to the whole list of Right. So you guys will probably not. back together again. This is probably well, not I'm, the I'm, end I'm or I'm no? hoping so. I'm hoping so. I'm actually we both suffer from, from depression. Okay. As well. Mm-hmm. So that that plays a big part of it. You know, she'll go through Let her me ask you this. I'll go through mine. Right, but let me ask you this. Do you guys take anything for that or do you guys drink do you guys do drugs like what's your deal as far as how you guys manage the depression and what gets you why you're depressed to begin with like what's the deal well originally my depression i guess stemmed from uh breaking up with my Mm ex-wife and you know leaving my kids i lost my whole life got turned upside down right right, right. on wall street and Mm -hmm. the whole nine and um how did you lose your job on Wall Street? Was it just like, you know, the fucking crash well, of things or like did something yeah, happen? It was, it was during the the, the uh, recession. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the jobs were just being lost by, by, the, num- by the numbers. Oh, huge yeah, numbers. of course. Whole industries just got I like fucking find work shut down. For, mm-hmm. I couldn't find work for almost three years. Mm-hmm. Terrible. And I, and I have a master's degree. Mm-hmm. And and I got to the point where 
I had to dumb down my resume so much that I barely had a job and I almost didn't graduate high school. That's how bad I had to dumb down my resume. And what did work. you wind up to like what did you wind up finding as a job? Actually, I'm working now in construction. Okay, right, cuz that was all you could do. It's sad actually what happened to a lot of people in your age range and even older, you know. Um, yeah, I found it to be actually uh, a blessing in disguise because all those years behind the desk, I, I've sort of gotten out of shape and everything, and I was trying every way possible to get back into shape. I've never, I haven't been in this good of shape in over thirty-five years. Right, and that's great considering that you're you're older now and you're about to turn fifty, and like you're doing better physically than you had in the past. But as far as the depression is concerned, like, do you take any like prescription medication for it, or do you drink? Do you do drugs? Like, what's your deal? She does. Well, I well, I I don't um I don't take any medication. My girl takes medication. Mm-hmm. Um, we both do coke. Uh, occasionally we'll have drinks. I was in AA for about three years. Mm-hmm. Did it work? I thir- Actually, I never thought I was really an alcoholic. I did it to prove a point. Mm-hmm. And did you? And, st- were you sober the whole time, or did you just go to yeah, meetings? Not a drop. Not a drop. But let me. Did you do coke? Uh no no I I smoked weed though. Okay, but like you definitely didn't drink. I mean, maybe drinking is a thing. Listen, let me just tell you, as somebody that's done blow and all that fucking shit, and I've had depression on and off in my life because I had shit happen to when I was little. So, you know, I'm that person too. I have to say, like, there's nothing worse than the way you feel two days after you blow lines. I mean, like, you just want to kill yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know anybody, like, and if you have, I to me, that happens to regular people. Like, but if you're depressed to begin with and a little unstable, like, I mean, what are you blowing lines for? I don't know. For some reason, I just think that that went out in the 80s and I just can't believe how many people in New York, because I live in New York too, are, are still doing cocaine, you know? And listen, it's... I'm not like a preacher as far as like, oh, don't have fun or don't do things. Because like my drinking and my party days in New York were like the best, some of the best years of my life, you know. But like I just think when you have something like you said, both you and your girl, you know, are trying to make this relationship with your work. You're both depressed. You know these things because you're telling me them straight up. Like you're so you're self-aware enough to know what the fucking deal is. It's like, why would you yeah. do coke? Like, that is like a recipe for disaster. If you're depressed, okay, well, it's not going to help. Well, like I told you earlier, I'm a stimulation junkie. Yes. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and I think you're a little me, bit of an addict. Oh, you can call it an addict. You can call it whatever you want. Yeah. I, uh, and because it's not necessarily always an outside substance or with a partner. I can go fishing and I get such a charge out of fishing mm-hmm. and, and I could take that back and do a little something with it, but it's not the same. This it, It's not the same. Like to me, the ultimate experience and the ultimate motivation that I could ever get to is blow a few lines, have a couple drinks, smoke a little weed and have some great full out, sex and my batteries are so charged at that point in motion see and my girl also tells me i'm like the the antithesis of what everything that does is supposed to do to you 
Like, you're supposed to be tired. Like, you can't even get up when you do coke. You can't even... Um, when you're do doing it, no, you can only get up. <laughs> no, oh, you mean, I mean get, it, get up. it up. Oh, right, like you can't fuck on it, right? But you can. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's... It, 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 uh, most of my partners, they can't believe it. They're like, how can you keep going? Mm-hmm. And it's like... But it has the opposite effect on you for some reason. Listen, I don't think that everybody has the same reaction to things. Like, I could take aspirin and you could take it and I could, it could make you sleepy and make me fucking wired. You know what I mean? Everybody has different chemicals in their body and it just, it totally, you you can't say across the board. I will say though, it definitely makes you depressed two days later. Like, I mean, when it leaves your system, like you just really fucking crash bad. Um, Oh, when you crash, yeah. And then that's what I'm talking about. Then it's sleep deprived too because she's, I, I call her a vampire. She's she's awake at night. I'm working during the day. Then when I come, you know, see, you know, we have to find time together. So I I sacrifice my sleep, and which causes not the best of me sometimes. But I do it, and sometimes I don't realize. When I feel like she doesn't realize how much I'm really sacrificing to try and really make things work. And and outside of these these factors, I um I don't I really wish that you know we both can see it the same way, but you know I think her motivation for things is she needs to get angry because her depression makes her like um withdrawn she'll stay in bed for days at a time you know i I would cook for her i'd clean for her i'd go to the store for her i'd do whatever i gotta do to make her better i try to make i want i want her to be at her best of course you so guys she, loved each other and i'm sure she probably yeah, felt the same also, way for you in the creative sense and i was hoping you know not to give to get but i would hope that she would appreciate that enough to to see I want her at her best. And sometimes I think she needs some type of enemy to get her going. Well, look at what you need. Look at it. It's the same shit, okay? Look at all the stuff that you say you need to get going. Maybe that she needs anger and she needs fight and she needs conflict. I I agree. Same shit. You guys are very similar, like you said. But because, because her world is very, very closed in, you know, very, I'm the only person that she can make her enemy. But right, again, but that's what I'm, she and she's the only person that you can make, you know, give you the drama, all the breaking up and stuff and you feed off of it too though. Like that's what you don't get. Like you guys are very complimentary in a way and you probably will be exactly. back together and you may wind up lasting because listen I just because people have like this kind of relationship that most people would be like oh my god I'd rather fucking kill myself than be with somebody that I'm fighting with all the time I think some people if you're never going to change your shit or like I don't know sort of like work on certain parts of your personality it it just may work you know for some people and they could stay forever in relationships like that and it could just be like you guys could be really compatible but, you know, if you would only realize it, <laughs> like, because well, what you're explaining is the bad things about her and the things that are the problem. It's like you're exactly the same. I, I agree. And I agree 100 percent. And this is the goal that I'm trying to get to. I want us to complement each other in the best ways, not to 
But no, but I what mean, you want, no, but what, if you really think about and listen to what you're saying, and you should listen to this podcast, because a lot of times it's like really great to sort of get outside of yourself and listen to yourself as like a third person, because you'll hear things differently. But what I hear you saying is like, you're talking in a circle. You're kind of saying like, I don't, we break up because there's fights and there's all this drama. But you also say, I need the drama. Like that fuels me. I'm a fucking energy junkie, no, like no, and all this no, stuff. No. So you, no, what you don't understand is. The problem what that I'm you guys is have. I love the good parts. I love. No, but you I mean, feed. You guys both need. But the problem you love the good parts in your mind and in your heart for sure. But the bad parts fuel you guys and also keep you together for real. It gives you both something that you need and 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 that's just the way that it is. Like the words that you've used and things that you've said as far as what you need to be motivated to do your art and to get sort of high off of whatever, like you get that from this on again, off again relationship. So I don't listen and like to every, to each their own, like what I think in a situation with you guys, like if you guys would just be like, come to terms with it and say, okay, look, I fucking fight all the time and I'm angry. And you say, yeah, I fucking hate it. But you know what? In a weird way, it gets me motivated to fucking paint. And you guys could just deal with it and stop breaking up with it and just live on it. Like you'd be fine, but you look at it as a negative and in a weird way, it like works for you guys. I think you're not being as honest with yourself as you should be. I'm trying to be honest with you. What I'm trying to tell you is, it's not the breakups that, that motivate me. What motivates me most mm-hmm. is the good feelings that she gives me. Right. I but w- let me ask I you this. Okay, but what thing. you don't... I, I know, I but let me ask you this. I know, I but let me see. ask you this. When you guys have a fight, all these fights that you have and you break up, and then she comes back to you and you guys make up, isn't that a big part of all the good stuff that you feel that, you know, the good after like a fight, like all that, like that's probably a lot more of an intense good than people have in a relationship that's pretty even keel. Do you understand a relationship that's pretty even keel without off again and on again, what you think that you want from her wouldn't rock your boat. I'm telling you, you'd be, it'd be like a fucking snooze fest for you because when good is just good, it's just good. It's not like your good is fucking good. And it feels like a fucking drink and cocaine for you because your good is comes after like really bad. That's a different kind of good. Regular relationship is flat. Is flat. No, it's flat. Okay. You have a, you have a high off of, like the drama that you guys have. And I don't think it's a bad thing for both of you. I think it's a good thing. That's why you will be back together. It just might be what you guys like. And if you would just admit it to yourself, it might be a I little disagree. easier. I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. Yes, I do. Because what I want most is the good part. I want the good part. I want us to build on on the good part. I want us to help motivate each other in a positive way, not using this negative energy and making a positive energy. This is what I've been trying trying to go through with her. And mm-hmm. it seems like I'm going through the same thing with you in the moment because I don't think you really <laughs> understand. I don't think you really understand where I'm coming from because I want nothing more than all the best that she has. Mm-hmm. But, she, but sometimes, you know, 
I know I can be annoying. I know I can be the biggest pain in the ass in the world. Mm-hmm. And I know I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm a strange, I'm a strange animal. Artists are that way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, along with a lot of people's incredible gifts, they have some incredible quirks. Yeah. And and be that what it may be, but I have gone to AA at her behest. I have gone. Because she asked you to? Yes. Okay. And I've gone and saw a therapist Mm -hmm. at her request. Mm -hmm. I've tried to make myself a better person, and I continue to try to make myself a better person. And I feel that for all those efforts that I've achieved, I don't feel the reward for it. So I well, what would be the, the reward? Answer. Okay, but what would be the reward? The reward would be not breaking up. Okay. That's the reward. But maybe that's, that's like a, a part, okay, like you say, like you're a creative person and with most creative people and I would say also with super intelligent people, like a lot, you know, there comes like fucked up stuff, right? You know, um, and so like maybe a part of her creativity, because you said she's a creative person too, like that's a part of her fucked upness. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh my you God, s- you use the same words that she is. I could swear I'm talking to her right now. She uses <laughs> that term fucked upness all the time. Okay. And I, I got her to stop saying that. And to hear you say that, <laughs> I'm sorry. to hear you say, no. It's it, very it, fucked up. It makes up. me laugh. <laughs> it, it, makes me, it makes me laugh because, you know, um, for uh, a non-existent word, it's really being used a lot around my, around me, especially. <laughs> <laughs> maybe someone's trying to tell you something, Joe. Oh, maybe. maybe oh, listen, so. I'm just. I'm listen. I'm like rooting for your. Re- like, I think you guys are probably meant to be, and I think you're probably very compatible. And I think even in your bad ways, you're compatible. Listen, nobody's perfect, okay? Like, you're never going to find anybody, and I'm sure you know this, okay, that has, like, all these amazing qualities but doesn't have any bad ones. Like you say, you come with some bad fucking shit, right? Like, you're annoying, you're creative, so you have these quirks about you that are difficult probably to deal with. And so does she. She stays in bed. She's angry. Yeah. Um, I just blurt things out. Um. Just like you, you know, some somebody says something, and all of a sudden, a commercial that that may be uh, associated with that term that they just used, you just blurt it out, or a song that comes to your head because of that mm-hmm. phrase. Mm-hmm. I I get constantly, and it, and I have sometimes, you know, when when I was in my drinking days, because right now I do drink, but I don't drink like I used to. I used right. to drink for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And my purpose now is, is, is there is no purpose I can casually drink right. That's without cool. getting stupid. Mm-hmm. But when I did, I would black out and there would be different personalities. And she, I think she noted about 11 different personalities that <laughs> freaked her out. Well, that's a lot of guys to be dating at once. You well, know what I'm even one of them claimed to be... Um, Ah, uh, what was that term? Fuck. Uh, uh, no, he, he claimed to be, um, for we are many. Um, it's a biblical term, a biblical phrase that, uh, when, when Jesus asked, uh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I can't that. hear you. Hold on. What was it? A biblical <laughs> phrase? One yeah, of your personalities? I don't know the, pr- I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I, um, 
It'll come to you. Just keep going. It'll come okay, to you. Okay, so yeah. Jesus asked this uh, person that's possessed with the demon, and he says, who are you? And he says, um, I forgot the phrase, but at that term, for we are many. Mm-hmm. And, um, so you were like that kind of person when you would get drunk yeah, and black out. Yeah, and I don't remember those. And even my ex-wife would tell me, you know, I would come back like the next day and they're like, what happened? I go, I don't know. I blacked out. And she goes, you know, you could have gotten somebody pregnant and not even known it. And I go, and my rule was, if I didn't remember, it never happened. Listen, I was a blackout drinker. I totally get it because, like, you really don't know. I mean, I didn't know how I would get home. I didn't know what I did. Like, I mean, like, you really don't know, and you'll never know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people would tell me shit that Legion. I did, and Legion I would be no term. idea. What? Legion was the term. Legion, Legion for we are many. For we are many. Okay. She one day she was trying to wake me up, and she woke me up, and she. And that's what would happen. Mm-hmm. Whoever I was in, in that dream or that state of mm-hmm. mind while I was sleeping and I would be woken up, I would be whoever that was. Okay. And this would be in your blackout. Yeah. And, and one time she woke me up and she's like, who are you? And I said, Legion, for we are many. And she freaked. I can imagine because that's probably like a scary, weird thing to, you know, be like hanging out with somebody and you're one person. And then you start to drink and you check out and you're like it's speaking in tongue. I mean, this is like a, that's weird shit, you know, and I think she was I think it was good that you got yourself clean for three years because it probably like sort of reset you in a way that you could like drink casually now. And I'm assuming you don't black out. Right. No, I don't. I haven't. I haven't since. And I've actually never gotten. I've always promised never to let myself get out of control, and I haven't. That's great. That's great. You got a handle on it, and that's like that. That is really good. Um, and I, yeah, and like I said, those three years was just to prove that I could do it, and that that would not change who I am as a person. And she realized that. At what least would that it, part. What do you mean? Wouldn't change who you that, are. that 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 the alcohol wasn't making me this. Well, it was. General, Listen, it was well, making you black out. Well, the and but now that you don't drink, right? But now that you don't drink as much, you're better. So it did. The alcohol wasn't good for you, but it was the amount that you were drinking. And since you're able yeah. to fix that, it works for you. So that's great. But it was yeah, it was fucked up, and it wasn't no, good for point, you. My my point was that you know, blackouts aside, that most people felt that you know. The drinking actually was affecting my personality. Oh, my God. You First of all, you can't say blackouts aside. That's why everyone wanted you to quit drinking, because when you blacked out, you were like a fucking psycho. So you can't say blackouts aside. What you could say is now there are blackouts aside because you're not drinking to the point of blackout and you're fine. So this kind of drinking wasn't wrong for you. That kind of drinking was. Everybody was right. And you proved them right by going to AA, by quitting drinking, by becoming more moderate. And it did change you. For the better, because now you don't black black out and become eleven different people. You're just yourself, and I think that that's great, and you should be proud of yourself for that. But it's not that they were wrong, and you prove them wrong. Like you're no different. Like you are different. You don't black out and go fucking schizo. No, what I was trying to say is when I wasn't blacking out at the time that I was drinking, 
people thought that my behavior before the blackouts were due to the alcohol. Mm-hmm. When I went to AA, my behavior did not change. I didn't have the blackouts and I didn't become these people, but I did, I was the same person without drinking that I was when I was drinking. In, in what sense? What, what, what part of you are you talking about that people complained about that you still are that person? Like, obviously it was something negative, right? Or else people wouldn't rage. have said, yes, don't I, drink. I, I, I have a rage. A rage? A very, R-A-G-E? Yeah. Okay, so you're yeah. an angry person. And when I you drank a lot right before you blacked out, you get very angry. And now you're still angry and you're proud of that to show people like, oh, look, I, st- I don't no, drink anymore. I'm still angry. <laughs> no, that's not the point. The point What's the was, point? My point was alcohol wasn't, it was a problem. Yeah. No doubt. But, and I'm not proud to say that, you know, my personality is what it is because I even went to therapy for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm continuing to, to seek help. That's great. But I'm also trying to get my art together. And in order for me to get my art together, I need to be in my frame of mind. I can't paint right now. I can't. I'm not motivated. Okay, but you just completely changed... Is not motivating you? Sorry, but I'm. No. Not, I mean, I'm not here to motivate you. I what you no, need, I, I can't give you. What you need, I can't give you. Like you need exactly. a lot to motivate you. Like life itself doesn't motivate you. Sometimes you said if you go fishing, it, it makes you feel good, but it's not enough. Like you need a lot of stuff to motivate you. You know that that I would think like, oh, listen, I, I think as long as you're alive, right? Like you have a time, like it's it's time for you to be able to like sort of better yourself, change yourself, figure things out of yourself. You know, everybody could always be learning about themselves. Personally, for me, I think that like I wish you could get to a place in your life in the next 30 years where you work on trying to, you know, motivate yourself with all that kind of stuff and be a little bit more at peace deep down inside so that you don't need to be so rageful and all this kind of stuff but if that's not your deal that's not your deal right now right but like what you're looking for like uh, you know like I said I can't give you I don't know if any of my listeners can give it to you you need your girlfriend to come back in your life and I would bet you a hundred percent she's going to come back into your life for sure because a lot of times these kind of relationships like no offense but most likely she's not going to be able to go out and find another guy that's going to be able to deal with all of her stuff right the sleeping in bed all the time the the anger issues and all her shit and most likely it's going to be hard for you to find a girl that's going to put up with all your shit but you both actually really like each other and you've been putting up with each other's shit for five years and most likely because you won't be able to go out and meet anyone else, you will be back with each other again next week. I would bet money on it. You know you it, are, don't you I know? I hope you're right. I hope you're right. You, you know, know I'm right. right. Uh, I, I would like to say I am, but you know how people, the boy who cry wolf, the boy who cry wolf. Yeah, you always worry that eventually it's the right one. But that's a part of the drama. That, I know, yeah. but that's no, a part I, of the drama. I, I don't like that. I really don't no, like No, you do that. like really it. Wanna... You just don't know that you like it. You do. You just don't know I, yet I, that you like it. You I do. Really want, 
I really want to focus on the positive energy. And I but you get positive from, from her all the time. Listen, nobody's listen in life. Okay, Joe, listen, nobody's fucking happy and positive all the time. Life is like a you feel different things. Sometimes you feel happy for one hour, and the next hour you're fucking miserable and pissed off, and then you may go to sleep happy, and you might wake up in a bad mood, and that's like life. Life is full of that. all different things. You that. as a creative person should understand that. So you can't just that. be happy and positive all the time, okay? I get that, but we don't have to break up all the time either. Well, I think you guys do. I think you just don't realize it. I think you kind of do. But listen, you both have a lot of fucking issues, okay? You're going to therapy. That's great. Does she go to therapy too? Yes, she does. Okay, good. So you're both working on yourself, right? And so I think that, that that helps. You both need a little help with your depression. I was a depressed person growing up. Like I had those issues. I had panic attacks, anxiety attacks, and I like really did a lot of work on myself and I don't have that stuff anymore. And even when I do feel a little depressed, like I could like, I, I, it doesn't really affect me like it used to. Like I'm not going to be laying in bed for three days, okay? Because I could like manage it better because of stuff that's happened. So like you guys could get... I think to better places in your in your lives and better yourself still as people, so that maybe there'd be less drama. But oh, listen, you can't help her, and she can't help you. I mean, you guys have to help yourself, right? And I think the first step is going to therapy, which is really great that you both do that. You obviously probably communicate with each other because, like, she got you to go to AA and, like, you know, and do some stuff and told you shit that you were doing and you listened to her and went. So you guys, like, talk about shit. I mean, it's not like all this stuff is going on and nobody's talking about it. Like, this shit is in your face, you know? And you just guys need to be working on it while you stay together. And I don't know why you always break I up. I agree. But I, I don't I don't know agree. why you break I up. Agree. Like that's a problem. Like you know, it's people. Not my that, call. It's okay, not it's my her call. call. But you will like. But people that like you know, she probably needs to work on like you know being okay with things when they're bad and like sticking through them. You know what I mean? Instead of like running away and doing her thing, right? That's probably what she does. You probably push her away. So that's probably what you do. I mean, there's always takes two in a situation. I never believe that there's like a victim. I agree with that statement. I agree with that statement because she's said the same thing. So maybe I do. Yeah. You push her away. She goes, but it's a dance. There's a really good book that you guys should read. Did you ever, do you know who Pia Melody is? Melody? She wrote a book called Love Addiction. It's fucking amazing okay because there's this and it's all about two types of people a love addict and a love avoidant okay and the dance that they do when they meet each other and I I have been that person and both people in relationships all my fucking life okay so it's not like I'm talking out of my ass right I'm like I have a PhD in psychology I don't know shit but I lived a life of a lot of fucking crazy stuff okay so I speak from experience of being in these kind of relationships and doing the same shit you guys are, are doing okay so I I get it and I've been there so there's this book and I really think if you read it and you don't you could just read the one chapter where it explains the dance that happens when a love addict meets a love avoidant and how they get close and then one pushes the other one away and the other one goes into this, this whole sort of cycle and that they keep breaking up and getting back together I bet you it would ring very true to your guy's relationship and maybe shine a very big light on what you're going through and that it's not that unique. I know that you you want to like romanticize it and be as because you're artists and you're creative and all, like, all this fucking stuff. Just regular people, okay, that are the, not one bit creative go through this shit too. It's like a, it's like a, 
an attachment issue problem that, you know, we all get these kind of attachment issues when we're like little kids with our parents because we're raised by fucked up people, especially our generation, right? Our parents were like clueless. They didn't go to therapy. They didn't know shit, right? So most of us have issues. Mm. It's just a fact, right? And so, you know, you're dealing with attachment issues and so is she. And the love addict and the love avoidant, the person that pushes and the person that runs are always super attracted to each other. And the chemistry and the pull to one another is so strong. So as much as they want to go apart, they always come back together. And, you know, eventually it can go bust and never go back together. But, you know, if you really love her and, like, she really loves you and you get back again one more time, like, you should try to, like, fix certain things about yourself so that this sort of cycle doesn't keep happening. Do you know what I mean? I agree. And I will, and I will take that advice to the utmost because I don't want to lose this girl. Yeah, you have to, but I think maybe you need to be a little bit more understanding of her stuff and maybe more accepting of where she is right now. And she might need to be that with you too. I don't know. What your ragefulness, like, do you, like, you don't hit her or anything like that, do you? I would never lay a finger on Okay, cool. I so, never. Okay. As a matter of fact, one day she, she threatened to, I said, I got to go. She said, you lay all over my dead body. So I just picked her up. Mm-hmm. By her shoulders, mm-hmm. and I moved it to the side, right. and I walked right out the door. Right. So as long as I just want to make sure that I'm not saying like she should accept your ragefulness and be okay with it, no. because it's My, not hurtful to her. So your rage is like something, you know, whatever. But she maybe just needs to accept where you're at. And neither one of these the, these kind of problems that you guys have like takes like years of work on yourself. Like it takes a long time. Nobody just changes. It's not the movies. Like nobody just changes overnight, you know? So you might need to cut each other more slack. Now I believe in astrology too. And I hate to bring this up on my podcast because so many people are like, shut the fuck up, Kathy. Cause I try not to talk about it, but you brought up that you're Virgo. My moon, I know my moon sign. My moon is in Virgo. So yeah, Virgos could be big pains in the asses and they could be super critical, you know? So you both have that in you. So you have to like sort of try, even though it goes against probably both of your nature, to be less critical of each other, which is most of the time a reflection of how critical you are of yourself, right? We're just always projecting our shit onto other people. So as critical uh, uh, as you are of other people, it really is a sign that you're super critical of yourself, you know? So maybe if you both gave each other or gave yourselves a little bit more slack, you would give the other person more slack, right? Because I just feel like you say a lot of things about her and her things. And you do cop to your things, you know what I mean? Um, But I I just think that you have to just be like sort of honest about where you're at right now and be okay with it. And as far as her running though, when things get bad, like she would have to call my podcast and I would have to talk to her. She has to be, you know, the problem with therapies is you're not with the right therapist. Like who knows what's fucking going on, but like she needs to learn how to sort of stay, you know, and remain intimate even when things are difficult instead of running away. And then you need to be okay with that because most likely if she did stay, you might not know what the fuck to do with it because in some level you play into this. I know you say that. I know that you say that, but we just don't know yet because why else would you be putting up with something for five years that has this unless you're addicted to like what is kind of going on? Do you know what I mean? 
And I would hope that you could get to a point where if things sort of calmed down and were less dramatic between you two, that you would be okay to just sort of sit in it and not get freaked out like, what the fuck? Like, you know, but sometimes that's what happens. I was a commitment phobe my whole life and I did the whole drama, bad relationship thing. And I just, you know, because like, and I think on some level, it's like, because, you know, there there's something about that highs and the lows that you feed off of. So if it's not there, regular relationships, they're not dull, but sometimes they appear that way to people like you and her and me in my previous life because they're flat. They don't have those highs and lows. And you might not feel comfortable in something that flat given like what you said to me in this podcast. And you just need to get to a place in your life where maybe you're winding down and want a little bit more of that flatness as opposed to the highs and the lows. I would love nothing more. Okay. To be honest with you. Okay. Well then, you know, keep with your therapy. Do you go at least once a week? I was going once every two weeks, but um, since uh, I left my last job, I, have, I haven't seen my therapist in about a uh, year. Oh, okay. Okay, so you're not in therapy. If you haven't seen a therapist in a year, you're not in therapy. That's the wrong answer. Okay, let me ask you, why did you leave your job? I do call. I do call for therapy, though. I do call. Okay, when did you leave your job? Uh, Last summer. How come? You said you were doing construction now. What happened with that gig? I'm still doing the construction, but there's no benefits. Oh, okay. So you are still working, but when you say you left your job with the benefits, like what happened with that gig, with that job? Uh, my job was eliminated. Uh, it was it was um, outsourced. Oh, uh, okay. So the, so your company sort of downsized and you got canned, and now you're just like working off the books with people or something. They didn't quite downsize. They just offshored. Okay. So you haven't seen your therapist, but every now and then you'll call somebody for help. But like, what you need when you're in a situation like you, and you need like sort of just to work on like parts of yourself. You need like a one person who you could talk to, who you could begin to trust, who you could become intimate with on a certain level, and who you could start really talking about this real intense stuff with, and they could really help you. And in order to do that, you need to be with like the same person. I don't know when you say when you call for therapy, if like you're using a service and you get a different person each time. You need that consistency. And I'm sure you know that because you've probably done real therapy in the past. Yes, I have. Yeah. So you'd be good to, I mean, you know, to find somebody. They have people that do like sliding scale and stuff and places that, you know, help people <clears throat> that can't financially <clears throat> afford it sometimes. But like you would need a real therapist, like someone you, you know, one person that you go to at least once a week. And same with her. What I would like is to have my girlfriend back and to paint. That's all I want to do. Okay, but you and also need to this other back, stuff. But you, in, in order to keep that consistent, you need to do the other stuff too. And like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen. Okay, good. So get you go find yourself a therapist so that when she comes back into your life, you could maybe try and make things a little bit better. And like I said, it would take years you know, for things to completely change. But if you're at least working on it, things will start to gradually change. Do you know what I mean? And maybe when she comes back, you could like write a different story or else things are just going to keep playing out the way that they do. But I, I know she'll be back. And I think that, you know, you'll, you'll be back with her and everything will be and fine. And I'll be able to paint? 
totally you'll be able to paint <laughs> yes yeah i think what I'm you're gonna, i'm gonna send you the painting that i did oh i'd love to see it yeah i love that i love that whole idea of, like what you're talking about you know and um i know you called into my show to like maybe look or, or were you looking for a new muse i don't think you're gonna find one i, I don't know well I, it, yeah right now let, let's just say this was the last one she's never coming back okay if that's the case, I'm looking. I'm looking for someone that would help me because if she chooses not to be there, then what do I have? Right, you'll have to go back out there. But I, I listen, I think instead of looking on Craigslist, instead of just looking for someone to sit as like someone that you could paint, like go do what you did five years ago when you met her and go on like a dating app and find somebody that way. I'll definitely consider that. Okay, you know, and try and start looking. Sometimes when you know when your when your ex is like that, you know, we could smell shit from a mile away. You know how that goes, right? Your energies are connected. So, if she gets the sense that you know, if you want her back, if she gets the sense that you're looking elsewhere, you know, that might be exactly what uh, she needs to come running back. I mean, if you want to be manipulative, <laughs> but it's also well, she's not so hard to to change because we've allowed each other to you know go do your thing, I'll go do my thing, and then. Eventually, nobody, she does get jealous and that really does turn me on, but she can accept if she's not going to give it to me that I'll get it someplace else. No, but if she really thought that you met somebody, okay, that really rocked your world and that you were actually going to date, I'm not just talking about sex, okay, I'm talking about like a real relationship, someone to replace her, somebody that like you liked enough and you start and you and she came back and you were like, no thanks, I'm like going to like... Trust me, that would fucking freak her out, okay? That's what I'm talking about. If you really get serious and and say, okay, I'm just going to look for something else because this isn't working and I'm done with this, you know, that might light the fire under her ass. But the problem is she knows that you're going to be around waiting for her when she comes back. It's not a problem. She'll be back. Don't worry. That's the sad part, you know? Yeah, well, but that's the reality. That's just the truth. Yeah. You know, the it's only really way you change... It's sad. <laughs> Well, you know, I don't think it's sad because well, I don't think the story ends. I don't think it's the end of the story. So there's nothing sad. You guys will be back together. I think it's a beautiful okay. story. Fighting, hating each other. Depression, yeah. And and you're you're sitting now in, in need of that person, and and she's not there. And I feel like I've been there when she needed me. I I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying she's all bad or she's a bad person at all. Right, it feels just, terrible just, because you wouldn't do that to her, but she's a different person never. than you. Right, but she's a different exactly. person than you, but you'd probably do things to her that she would never do. She exactly. just deals exactly. with, right. So it's like she deals with her stuff in a different way. So you can't say who's right or wrong. And I get why you feel slighted because like you said, you wouldn't do that. You would be there for her, and, but she can't be there for you do you understand it's not like she's doing it most likely like just manipulative it's like it's like when people are really depressed and have issues like you guys have with yourselves this is like you know when shit goes down it's like people become very self-protective of themselves because like that's all she you know you got right so she becomes just super back to herself and self-protective and she's preserving like her own self and she could give a fuck about you she's just not capable of thinking about you and her at the same time in a time I of swear problems to God, i think i'm talking to her why you sound exactly like right. this word for word everything she says 
Oh my God, I swear. <laughs> really? It's so weird, right? Yeah. So maybe that's a sign for you that maybe well, you just need to listen to her more. You know what I mean? And hear what she says and understand her a little bit more you so know, that you don't take it so right personally. Now, I would. Well, why don't you call her? I've been trying. Oh, okay. So then leave her alone. <clears throat> just leave her alone. Give her some time. You know, let, you have to think about like she's her own person and. Everybody sort of does things differently. When she's ready to call you, she will. If I were you, then really just stop stop calling her. Go for a fucking walk. Have a drink, just one drink. You know, walk out, take a, do something. Go for a bike ride, like do something else. Go fishing. You said you like that, you know. To try to keep yourself as busy as possible until that phone rings and she gets back to you. And let me know when she does, because I know that she will. I say Tuesday. What's today? Wednesday? So by Tuesday. Let me know if I'm right. I will. Okay. All right. Thanks, Joe, for calling in. I, I hope you listen to this podcast. I think you might find it interesting. Uh, you know, I found a lot. And you, I honestly, I believe you've helped me out a lot. Good. I'm glad. Not that, not that I'm painting anytime soon, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. I don't. That's okay. I don't. You don't. You don't need help with that. You'll be able to paint again. But um, send me your paintings, though. I'd love to see it. And I'm glad that we talked. And I, uh, I wish you the best of luck. And I know she'll be back. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. And now I will. Okay. Take care. I'll let you know when I post this. Okay. Bye. All right. Ciao. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous.